Welcome to the Christ Church Vienna podcast, gathering the theological and liturgical resources of Christ Church, the Anglican Church in Vienna, Austria. For more information about the ministry of Christ Church, visit us at ChristChurchVienna.org. You are listening to the Book of Common Prayer service from July 23rd, 2023. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts be open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love thee, and worthily magnify thy holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Lord, Lord, have have mercy mercy upon us, and and write all these thy laws in our hearts, we we beseech beseech thee. We join our prayers with the Church throughout the world in the Collect set for the seventh Sunday after Trinity. Lord of all power and might, who art the author and giver of all good things, graft in our hearts the love of thy name. Increase in us true religion, nourish us with all goodness, and of thy great mercy keep us in the same, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated for the lesson. A reading from Paul's letter to the Romans. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors, not to the flesh to live according to the flesh, for if you live according to the flesh you will die, but if by the Spirit you, be, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If in fact we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. I I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not of its own will, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay, and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we are saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, 
we wait for it with patience. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The psalm appointed for this morning is Psalm 86. Psalm 86, verses 11 to 17, or 11 to the end, which can be found on page 529 of your prayer book. We will read antiphonally Psalm 86, 11 to the end. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and I will walk in thy truth. O knit my heart unto thee, that I may hear thy name. For great is thy mercy toward me, and thou hast delivered my soul from the nethermost hell. But thou, O Lord God, art full of compassion and mercy, long-suffering, plenteous in goodness and truth. Show some token upon me for good, that they who hate me may see it and be ashamed. Because thou, Lord, hast holpen me and comforted me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Holy Gospel is written in the 13th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew, beginning at the 24th verse. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus put before the crowd another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, when the weeds appeared, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No. For in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers, and they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Let anyone with ears listen. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. We make a confession of our common faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. 
he suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe one Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be found acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. This week's parable from the Matthew reading, the so-called parable of the wheat and the tares, is a difficult one. What are we supposed to take away from such a bleak picture of judgment? And I think it's this. I think it's actually an encouragement. Just because the world is messy, it does not mean the kingdom of heaven has failed. God sorts it out, but at the end. So let's take a look at this parable. The parable itself is rather simple. In it, a farmer has sown good seed in his field, but while he slept, an enemy came and sowed weeds in the same field. When the servants identified this problem to him, contrary to what most of us might expect, he decided to let the wheat and the weeds continue to grow side by side until the time of the harvest. At that point, the weeds will be collected and burned, and the wheat will be gathered into the barn. Jesus then explains the parable, and the elements described by Jesus focus on the parallels of the good seed and the weeds, the Son of Man and the devil as those who sow, and the ultimate ends of fiery judgment or a shining kingdom. The only question remaining is why? Why does Jesus focus on these parallels? The answer comes, as it usually does in parables, from the immediate and circumstantial context. In this case, it's the introductory statement, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to. The statement indicates that the parable is teaching us something about the kingdom of heaven. But what does that mean? That clue, combined with the specific language of the parable, shows us. In his explanation, Jesus says, the field is the world. The parable is not about the the kinds of seeds sown in the kingdom, but about the kingdom of heaven presently coexisting with the kingdom of the evil one in the world. In other words, it's answering a question. Doesn't the continuing presence of sin and death in the world mean that the, the kingdom of God is failing? Put yourself in the place of the original audience for a moment. The, the kingdom has arrived with Jesus. So, why are people still sinning and being horrible? Or following from last week. There are still people who are rejecting the word of Christ through stubbornness or because they're scared or because they've been sidetracked by wealth and status. Doesn't it mean the kingdom of heaven is compromised and being defeated? Shouldn't the world be better with no sin or evil or death if Jesus has come and God's kingdom has arrived? 
For the disciples, it's a lingering question. The kingdom is here. Why hasn't Rome been overthrown? The sinners taken into judgment and the new political kingdom of Israel been established. So how are we to make sense of this notion that the kingdom of heaven has arrived and yet judgment has not yet come to those who continue in sin? Well, the parable, I think, is addressing this very question. And the answer is rather simple. It's because this is the way the owner of the field wants to handle it. He is going to allow both the wheat and the weeds to grow until the day of judgment finally comes. And we need not worry about that just yet. While it does not seem to be sorted out now, it will get sorted out in the end. And so we need not worry now. But what does that mean for us then, particularly? Well, I think it means we should draw comfort. In a world that is unquestioningly full of weeds, people who sin with seeming impunity, people who disrupt the world with evil and malicious intent, proverbial foxes in henhouses, it can be quite discouraging to us. And I don't mean just the murderers and oppressors. I'm also talking about the sinful capacity in all of us. The truth is, we can all be weeds. We are sometimes the unwanted wild plants slowly destroying the field, causing havoc and pain and disappointment in the world around us because we are too selfish, too self-focused, too broken in our hearts and careless in our ways. In a world that is messy, sometimes, very simply, we are the mess. So be warned, but also be encouraged. It is God's grace that the judgment does not come immediately. We have chances over and over again, while judgment day has not yet arrived, chances to cling to the cross of Jesus Christ, to follow him in his death and resurrection, to be a little less messy. Paul captures this notion at the beginning of our Romans reading. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So be warned and yet also be encouraged. Even our present sin does not signal the failure of the kingdom of heaven. And as we shall see in a few chapters, the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. God will sort it out in the end. So you can be encouraged that those who are enemies of the people of God, those who remain in rebellion against him like weeds, will be put in the furnace of everlasting judgment. And those whom God has chosen, whom he has planted, and remain with him through repentance and faith, remaining until the end, will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. So Christians, be encouraged. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us hope in your Son on the last day. May we be found steadfast when he comes. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let us pray for the whole state of
of Christ Church Militant here in earth. Almighty and ever-living God, who by thy holy apostle has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all men, we humbly beseech thee most mercifully to accept our alms and oblations and to receive these our prayers which we offer unto thy divine majesty, beseeching thee to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord. And grant that all they that do confess thy holy name may agree in the truth of thy holy word and live in unity and godly love. We beseech thee also to save and defend all Christian kings, princes, and governors, especially thy servant Charles, our king, Alexander, the president of the Republic of Austria, Joe, the president of the United States of America, and the leaders of the nations from which we come, that under them we may be godly and quietly governed and grant unto their whole counsels and to all that are put in authority under them, that they may truly and indifferently minister justice to the punishment of wickedness and vice and to the maintenance of thy true religion and virtue. Give grace, O Heavenly Father, to all bishops and curates, that they may both by their life and doctrine set forth thy true and lively word and rightly and duly administer thy holy sacraments. And to all thy people give thy heavenly grace, especially to this congregation here present, that with meek heart and due reverence they may hear and receive thy holy word, truly serving thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. We most humbly beseech thee of thy goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor all them who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity. We also bless thy holy name for all thy servants departed this life in thy faith and fear, beseeching thee to give us grace so to follow their good examples, that with them we may be partakers of thy heavenly kingdom. Grant this, O Father, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. Ye that do truly and earnestly repent you of your sins and are in love and charity with your neighbors, and intend to lead a new life following the commandments of God and walking from henceforth in his holy ways. Draw near with faith and take this holy sacrament to your comfort and make your humble confession to Almighty God, meekly kneeling upon your knees. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, maker of all things, judge of all men, we acknowledge and bewail our manifold sins and wickedness, which we from time to time most grievously have committed, by thought, word, and deed, against thy divine majesty, provoking most justly thy wrath and indignation against us. We do earnestly repent and are heartily sorry for these our misdoings. The remembrance of them is grievous unto us. The burden of them is intolerable. Have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us, most merciful Father, for thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake. Forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may ever hereafter serve and please thee in newness of life, to the honor and glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, of his great mercy hath promised forgiveness of sins to all them that with hearty repentance and true faith turn unto him. Have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what comfortable words our Savior Christ 
saith unto all who truly turn to him, Come unto me, all that travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. So God loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, to the end that all that believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Hear also what St. Paul saith, This is a true saying and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Hear also what St. John saith, If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is very meet, right in our bounden duty that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty, everlasting God. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying, Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of thy glory. Glory be to thee, O Lord most high. Amen. We do not presume to come to this thy table, O merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same Lord, whose property is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of thy dear Son, Jesus Christ, to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption, who made there by his one oblation of himself once offered a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and at institute and in his holy gospel command us to continue a perpetual memory of that his precious death until his coming again. Hear us, O merciful Father, we most humbly beseech thee, and grant that we, receiving these thy creatures of bread and wine, according to thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood, who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup. When he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it, in remembrance of me. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Savior has taught us. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Almighty and ever-living God, we most heartily thank thee for that thou dost vouchsafe to feed us, who have duly received these holy mysteries with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And dost assure us thereby of thy favor and goodness towards us, and that we are very members incorporate in the mystical body of thy Son, which is the blessed company of all faithful people, and are also heirs through hope of thy everlasting kingdom, by the merits of the most precious death and passion of thy dear Son. And we most humbly beseech thee, O Heavenly Father, so to assist us with thy grace, that we may continue in that holy fellowship, and do all such good works as thou hast prepared for us to walk in. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Please stand for the Gloria. Glory be to God on high, and in earth peace, goodwill towards men. We praise thee, we bless thee, we worship thee, we glorify thee. We give thanks to thee for thy great glory. O Lord God, heavenly King, God the Father Almighty. O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesu Christ. O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sittest at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For thou only art holy, thou only art the Lord. Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The peace of God which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost be amongst you now and remain with you always. Amen.